Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I'm John Ledyard, your host from over at FanRagSports.com, along with Trevor Sycamore of PewterReport.com, who covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Trev, the NFL world got shook up yesterday. The Kirk Cousins trade, I mean, not that it was a shocker. I mean, sorry, the Alex Smith trade. What am I saying? Not that it was a shocker you're that Smith just, got you're traded. Just getting, you were just trying to get to the good part. I am. You were just trying to get to the good part of the trade. Trust me, that is the good part because there's a lot of bad part to talk about. The Alex Smith trade, I expected him to get traded. I think everybody did. Everybody knew Alex Smith was going to get traded. This early was shocking. Um, I don't know how many people said it was going to be the Washington Redskins. I know Ben Albright had hinted at it a couple days earlier, which was really our only indication. I had actually missed it until I saw the official news go down and then people kind of retweeting what he'd said. But I don't think a lot of people pegged that as a top landing spot. Um, So I was surprised. I wasn't surprised to see Washington be a train wreck um, because we've grown accustomed to that. I wasn't surprised to see RG3 try and make it about him because we've grown accustomed to that. But this was... I laughed. I laughed at the RG3 tweet. Oh, yeah. I mean, how could you not? It's so on brand for him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought that this was awesome for Kansas City. And obviously, we're going to talk about the draft ramifications of of the move. But for the Chiefs, you had to get rid of Smith. You did. I thought you got you got a pick back for him, a third round pick. Remember, they don't have a first rounder, so anything they can get draft wise is going to be huge. And you got a quality cornerback who's coming off a great year, is arguably the best slot in the NFL. And you needed a quality cornerback. That was one of your biggest needs. Um, and getting a prime guy and a young on a rookie contract that's young and playing at a high level right now, I mean, that's huge. You think that, they tried to get Norman? I don't even know. I don't. I think Fuller might be better. He might, might right. be more versatile. I, no, that, I, that's why I asked the question. Because yeah. obviously Norman has the contract that he has. He's more of an outside guy. The Chiefs obviously have Peters as their lockdown. I mean, sure, having two lockdowns is pretty awesome. Right, but Norman's done a lot of his best work in zone coverage over the years. In man coverage, he's definitely been exposed somewhere. I think he is a good I corner, but I think he's somewhere like, overrated. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. But, I mean, I, yeah, again, uh, people were talking about Josh Norman, but the Chiefs, don't really have the cap for Norman. So this right. kind of this this trade is almost like best case scenario. Now, like I will say, trades can't go through until March. So like right. at any point either of these teams could go nah. And I'm pretty sure that they can just get off with it. Like I don't yeah. think there's there you can't you can't like sign a document to be that's like basically pinky swearing until March, right? Like you can't I believe you're right. It might be a little more formal than that, but I also think that, I mean, it would be basically unheard of. Right. But I just don't think, like, if there's a reason why the league year doesn't start until March, then even if you agree to a trade, you can't, like, agree to it and then sign, like, sign a I'm going to keep my promise deal because I think that that would be counterintuitive to how the whole process works. Right. So I'm pretty sure that at any point, either of these teams can back out of this trade. Sure. So, like... We're going to have a month and a couple of weeks where, like, this trade could possibly be in the balance. And, like, Dan Steiner's, like, nuts. He so. is nuts, but this would be unheard of, and no one would really ever work with anybody anybody involved again, you know. Okay, well, he just traded for 34-year-old Alex Smith and gave him a four-year $70 million extension. So would you really want to work with him anyways? No, no, I mean, uh, like, another team wouldn't. Um, oh, oh, like oh, do oh, business okay. with them is what I mean. Sure, yeah. sure. 
because uh, they couldn't trust like, them. So, exactly. yeah, I mean, I, 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 the whole thing is crazy because it's it's crazy on multiple levels, but it makes me really. How does this help? It doesn't. Washington's one hundred percent worse. If anything, like you and I talked about this before we start, before we hit record. The 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 winners of this trade is literally everyone else, and the losers of this trade is Washington. Right. I mean, like, you don't get, and Alex Smith doesn't do anything for you. You like to push the ball down the field. That's never been his mo. So even if it is, you know, he does play more like he played this past season, which I think he can. It's just that he won't. That's kind of who he's been. And this season, he did do it a little bit more. But is it is it realistic to really expect that to continue? And then you got older at the position. You gave out like, tons of guaranteed I think, money. It, I even think Washington's pretty decent. Like early in the year when they were playing the Eagles, like they were matching up really well against the Eagles. And here we are seeing the Eagles as a Super Bowl team. And yeah. I thought for a while, you know, when they were fully healthy, I thought Washington's roster was actually pretty good. Washington um, does a fine job of acquiring talent. They just do a terrible job of managing their assets, and it's been that way for... I thought they even did a little bit better this year, like early on in the year. Like, I actually saw myself, like, starting to believe, like, hey, Washington could beat some of the better teams in the league. Not that I think that they were going to have the consistency to actually do something with it. But when I looked at that Washington team, I was like, hey, this is this is pretty good. And now here... You somehow piss Cousins off to the point where you know you're not going to re-sign him, so you don't even talk to him after the final game of the season. Because that's the report. The Cousins of Washington. Well, it was two years of yanking him around. I think that's what did it. I, I mean, so they have pissed him off so much that he was obviously going to leave whenever he could. And he, had said, he had said in interviews that he was very open to coming back, and they were one of his top options. I mean, they would be. So I like obviously complete bs now because if you haven't talked to the guy in a month maybe it was washington who wasn't interested oh my god okay so then here we go we get into washington again you flip sides so why would they be interested in alex smith you sign alex smith (laughs) for huge money the second you sign alex smith you are still looking for another quarterback how does that you th- do you think this takes them out of the quarterback quarterback race for the draft? I mean, certainly with the first sure. round pick, they just gave I mean, Alex Smith going to be here five more years. Right, right, right. Before this draft, maybe, but like, oh yeah, in the what future, if they're yeah. below five? You know, like what if they're below five hundred this next year? Okay, right. well then, basically, the Alex Smith narratives because we all know them ramp up to the nth degree, and you go, okay, well, we better get a quarterback to put behind Alex to eventually push him out in two years. So like, Washington is still, I. This might be a band-aid so they don't have to go after a quarterback this year. But, like, next year, I just see that they're going to be interested in a quarterback again. Even I mean, if Alex Smith – like, even if Alex Smith plays well, he's going to be 35, 36. Right. So, like, what are you doing? He's about just, to be 34 this year, and they're giving him, what, $73 million guaranteed? Best, I mean, best case scenario, right? Best case scenario for the Alex Smith thing is that they make the playoffs next year. Like, okay, <laughs> it was worth it. Like, the trade was worth it. Great. Do you go into 2019? Because I, I don't think that I don't think the Redskins are going to make a deep playoff run next year, even if they make the playoffs, right? So let's say they let's say they go out in the first round. So they get Alex Smith, he takes him to the playoffs, he gets out the first round. Then in 2019, are you not thinking to yourself, hey, we better get a quarterback of the future? I mean, yeah, I think you are. So how is it like this and deal just sucks? The NFC is loaded, man. There's like no way Washington is making the playoffs. I mean, you would have to have some teams decimated by injuries for Washington to make the playoffs. I I just don't even if they were the same team coming back, every, the other teams are getting better in the NFC, you know. I mean, are the pack are Aaron Rodgers going to be down again this year? Are the, are the Cowboys they're not losing Ezekiel right. Elliott next year, you know, they're going to be back in the full 
I mean, there was like eight teams that deserved to make the playoffs this year in the NFC, and that's not really counting Green Bay and Dallas, who would be would have been in the mix if they had been, you know, at full strength. So, I mean, I just can't see any way. This just, to me, Washington, tra- getting Alex Smith is one thing. Trading for Alex Smith is one thing. Because if you have him on one for one year that's left on his contract, you draft a quarterback high and you transition him under Al, you know, for a year behind Alex Smith, similar to the way Kansas right. City just did with Patrick Mahomes. That's right. fine, whatever. I mean, you can argue about they should have signed Kirk Cousins. I get it. Kirk Cousins is good. He's not great. If they feel like they can do better through the draft, go for it, man. Like shoot your shot. But to give away a corner, a quality corner, one of the better ones in the league who is young playing on a rookie contract to sign a 34 year old quarterback who's spent most of his career being solid at best, you know, the vast majority of his career, which I mean, he's a good quarterback, but he's okay. Yeah, he's fine. But he's, you're paying him money as the guy who's going to get you to the next level. And you had a better chance of that with cousins. Just pay him. You're paying him security money, but you don't, you don't have any security. You're going to be drafting a quarterback in a year or two. Yeah, I mean, 100%. That's what's confusing about this part for me. But, so yeah, Washington. So they're out of the quarterback race for this year, though, especially in the early rounds. No chance. Because they just, I mean, if this if this extension is true and it goes through and Alex Smith gets four more years in addition to the year that he has here, what what are you going to do? I mean, it makes no sense. Your your plan is for Alex Smith to start their division. We'll see how the contract's set up, obviously. If it's really front-loaded, maybe they could get out of it after two years and then quarterback's back on the table. But I think that's probably somewhat unlikely um, you're talking about at least probably three years with Alex Smith before you can get out of it easily. If Smith is smart and, the, and his agent are smart in the way they structure it. So you've got Smith for the foreseeable future. So you draft quarterback next year, draft quarterback the year after that. But right now it's not going to be. So they're off table for quarterback, which is good news for some other teams in the draft, like the Cardinals and Jaguars and Bills and anybody else who might be interested in a quarterback in the latter stages. But the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes opens up, and that also could take another team off the table in terms of dra- wanting to draft a quarterback in the first round. Interested parties could include a number of different teams. Denver's one of them. The Jets are one of them. The Browns are one of them. The Cardinals are one of them. And probably the Jaguars. You know, If we're looking cap space-wise, let's start there. The Browns and the Jets by far have the best opportunity to pay Kirk Cousins. He has said right. on the record money is a part of it. But winning is a huge part of it for him. That is not going to happen in either of these places. (laughs) The AFC is bad. You're not going to win in Cleveland. I mean, the the coaching situation there, it all has to scare him, right? if If he's being honest, let's take him at his word because Cousins has always been a very raw, honest person. If he's being honest, how does he doesn't end up in Cleveland, right? There's no chance, no matter what they pay him. I mean, they... They could offer crazy money. I just don't know how he goes to Cleveland if winnings. I mean, look at the coaching situation, the the organization, the structure. I mean, you've guys coming into the draft that are, you know, have the opportunity to be the first overall pick, and they're like, well, it's about going high to the right team, not going number one. You know, nobody <laughs> nobody said, man, it would be a great honor to be the number one overall pick in the draft. Other years, you hear that all the time. You know, nobody said that. They're all like, well, man, I mean. Let's go high to the right team. You know, nobody thinks that right team is Cleveland. Why would Cousins? Uh, you think they're I don't know. I think, I think Cousins on Cleveland gives them a better chance than they've had in years. What to be so, five and eleven though, right? I like. I think I like Cousins more than you do. So he's he's fine. I'm just like. 
Okay. The offensive okay. line's bad. Said, He's never said, been a good wait. quarterback under pressure. Never. You said you said that Alex Smith was also fine. So like, which one is better? Cousins is better. I think I think he's okay. slightly better. Right. Thank you. Thank you. I don't we're think about, it's huge. This year, Alex Smith was better. But I don't know that I expect that to continue for Alex Smith. And his I situation like was more ideal. I like your cousins. I, I ultimately I don't think that he ends up in Cleveland, but I think he would make Cleveland more interesting than you think, I guess. Well, Washington's offensive line was in shambles this year due to injury. And when they started dropping, the pressure got worse. And Cousins just isn't that type of player. He's not a guy who's been he's never been great under pressure. He's never he been able to create it. a lot of <clears throat> the quality quarterbacks, the ones you know, Rosen is. Then they could take him number one overall, and he could be the yeah, starter for the that, next twelve like, years. Yeah, but if line's dead, then like any quarterback's probably not great. You know what I'm saying? Minus Russell Wilson, who somehow Rodgers, Brady's great. Bucket. Brady's great with pressure. I mean, because he because he under, what? Brady's great with pressure because he understands he processes quickly and gets the ball out before it can get there. He said he said bad offensive line play. I mean, if you just look, Nate Solder's been his left tackle for forever. Nate Solder's never been a top quality off- offensive tackle in the NFL. People just think because he's been there forever and he does enough, you know, to survive that, but it's really, it's Brady all the time. And the same with Eli Manning when he was with the giants, you know, that he was one of the least sack quarterbacks in the league. Was that offensive line? Good. No, but he was terrific at managing those types of situations. That's not really ever been cousins. So I worry about him in that regard, because if he goes to Cleveland, you got to put the team on your back, man. And yeah, they have Gordon for now, and some of their yeah, offensive weapons yeah. are okay. Is he, is he? Does he? Is he still in Cleveland for another year? Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah, one more year. I don't know. If to me, if you're Cousins, here's here's the better way to phrase it. If you're Kirk Cousins and you look at the Browns, the Jets, and the Broncos, he's going to the Broncos. Right, right. And if the Browns and the Jets maybe give you a little bit more money. You're, you're going to the Broncos, right? I mean, if winning's a priority, like you say it yeah, is. Yeah, no, he's going to go to the Broncos. That's a quality <laughs> defense that's still in place. That's still They're not really losing many people. You know, this is going to be a good defense that comes back. Yes, are they what they once were? No, but they're good enough. The AFC is incredibly weak. He's got a, a, a retooling offensive line. And even all three of these offensive lines are bad. He did say, I think he said this or somebody reported that he'd said it to them. I can't remember if it was the exact quote or not, but he said, Washington's ability to keep him upright over the years behind a quality offensive line when that group was healthy was huge for Cousins because I think he knows his limitations and that's smart of him. Um, he, you know, he is smart in this way. I think he's played it well over the last couple of years. You know, to I mean, he's getting paid right now, not on a long term deal, but he's getting paid. Um, and so I think that he's not going to really see a decided advantage in any of these three spots. Browns, Jets, you know, Broncos offensive line is probably the closest, but none of these th- are three great offensive lines. But with Denver, you have Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas, the receiving core, the young guy stepped up this year. Carlos Henderson uh, was on injured reserve. I, th- I thought he was a, a great talent in last year's draft. He'll be back next season. Um, you, you know, you, you've got way better options there. And the backs are pretty solid too. Uh, more stability yeah. there than you've got with the Browns or the Jets. I, I think, I mean, the with Kirk, Cousins in the fold, the Broncos, because the AFC is so bad, the Broncos could could be in the playoffs next year in the AFC. I, I don't think, think that that's true with the Browns or Jets. I think the only team that could really compete with Denver for Cousins, like situation-wise, is the Jaguars, and I don't think they have the cap. Right. They don't have – yeah, as it currently stands so, like, at least. He would, he would have to take a pretty serious pay cut. Yeah, and they would have to do some maneuvering for sure to go to, to go to the Jaguars. I mean, it'd be awesome. I'd love to see Kirk Cousins with that with that defense behind him. Um, I think the Jags, 
get vaulted evolved into being a legitimate Super Bowl oh, contender yeah. this year. Um, right. So it would be a lot of fun. I just don't think that it happens. I don't think they have the cap space to do it. So yeah. um, I mean, Even Arizona would be interesting because that is a team that's like to push the ball down the field. I see Arizona being the, the, another team that's linked to Cousins all the time, but you and I just looked this up. Their cap space ain't great either. So right. I, don't know, I don't know if that's because – and, you know, like we're looking at the cap now – Right, they could be. They could do some shaking, some restructuring, yeah, cut some people. Right. We, you know, we're not but looking at that. Still, but. it's um, it doesn't look great for the Cardinals now. Like, uh, so I guess like those are we covered Alex Smith. We covered we covered Cousins a bit. Let's talk about the other quarterback that it impacts, Patrick Mahomes. You know, Patrick Mahomes is Baller. now he's now the guy. Um, and we saw a little bit of him in the final week of the season. Uh, it was good. It was very good. Chiefs. What do you expect from him? I, I think he'll be a solid starter. You know, I think he'll make his mistakes. He'll take his lumps. Um, you know, what, what were the Chiefs this past year? They, were, they ended up being 10-6 and because they had that losing streak, I think. Um, I don't think 10-6 and six is out of the question for them again. Um, and, you know, the AFC is not great. Uh, you know, the Raiders will probably be maybe a little bit better next year. Like I said, if the Broncos get a quarterback, I think they'll be good. So the West will probably bounce back a little bit because the Chargers will be solid. Um, you know, but – I still think they can win the division. I mean, we're obviously in January. January was it today? First day of February? No, last day of January. Um, so we're predicting a long way off. We've got a lot to, you know, see unravel over the next couple months and into the summer. But as it currently stands, you know, we've only seen a little bit of Mahomes. But I, you know, he was our he was both of our QB threes coming out, uh, and I liked him in the early second in a vacuum. You know, without placing value on quarterback, I liked him in the early second rounds. And a big part of that was because mentally I thought that he was a guy that could make the jump. Um, I've heard from some people inside the organization that that was a struggle a little bit early on, and he definitely was not ready uh, week one or even as a as a rookie early on in, his, in the season. But toward the end of the year, he made big strides, and I think that obviously they were really excited about the direction that he could take them. So time to see what can happen there. It's hard to predict a whole lot, but I, I think they'll be a very effective offense. A little bit more probably up and down than Al- – I mean, obviously, he's a totally different quarterback than Alex Smith. Uh, but a little more up and down. And really, they started to make the offense more vertical and aggressive this past year, and I just expect that to continue with him. Um, I do think if, for, if Chris Conley's healthy, I think it's huge for him because Conley's a guy that would have been a lot better earlier in his career, I think, if he had been part of a downfield passing attack because that's kind of where his skill set works best and – Instead, he was in this West Coast thing, and it wasn't a great fit for him. But since they've opened things up, Conley was doing well last year and then got hurt. Tyree Kill had a great year. Travis Kelsey, those guys are all vertical threats that are going to do their best work down the field. And then you can also, you know, I mean, they come back underneath and do some really good stuff with screen games and stuff like that. So you have effective guys in that role too. So it's it's a it's a good fit, I think, from Holmes. I think it's a really good fit for him because they can do a lot of things similar to what he did at Texas Tech and he can have the opportunity to carry the football. You know, he's and he's a pretty solid athlete. So um, I, I'm excited to see that off. I mean, I'm, I know you're excited. This is yeah, I, he just he's just such a unique talent, I think, coming yeah. from the offense that he was in. Um, like a bigger dude, not the most athletic shape, but still has athletic movement to him. He's just got a hell of an arm. He's got a mentality of a gunslinger. Like, we like to bring that up all the time, like in different drafts. Like, oh, man, this guy's a gunslinger. Like, Patrick Mahomes was just, like – did some straight up Brett Favre stuff, like like. And when right. I say Brett Favre stuff, I've watched Brett Favre highlights plenty over the years. Brett Favre just threw so many YOLO balls that happened to work out for him. Um, it was unbelievable. And Ben Mahomes does or did a lot of that at Texas Tech, and and it's 
Yeah. I don't know if it's luck. I don't you know said you said you watched the Brett Favre highlights over the years, like you were like he was like played so long ago that you never would have seen him live. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I didn't get to watch a ton of Brett Favre. How from, young are you? So, um, I'm only sixteen, so no, I'm just wow. kidding. But we don't actually uh, have to pay you. <laughs> no, I, I mean, like, I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of Brett Favre like growing yeah. up, just because, I, you know, like I watched basically Bucks football and that was yeah. it. I didn't, I didn't really get into like the whole scope of the NFL until I don't know, like late high school. So it's like Brett Favre was kind of already, you know, like going on to the Vikings at that point. Yeah. And so I remember, I remember a lot of like the Brett Favre Viking years. But I'll go back and watch some of his stuff from like early Packers years. Um, like I have in my mind that game that he played after his father passed away. Oh yeah. The Raiders game was insane. Like, like incredible emotional game. But if you go back and watch that, like (laughs) three of those touchdowns, just winging it, (laughs) never happened. Just never happened. Just winging it. You get to say the story about it, but coming back around, that's the whole thing with Mahomes. Right. He has a lot of these catches that they, you just watch him throw it and you go, Oh my gosh, no. But it gets completed. Really, I mean, like as best of a throw as it can. And when those things continue to happen, yeah. he's not just lucky all the time. Right. Like that's that's a you were really great on the on like on the run. <laughs> You're good cross your body, even though that's the cardinal sin. Right. You know, like and that just shows how you can place the ball in all kinds of situations. So I think Mahomes is a great dude who's who's outside of structure. I think he plays that really well. Um, and then I think again, you know, like you said there, he's a guy who can really push a vertical offense. And so I'm really excited to see him get a full, get a full slate now, be the guy going forward. You know, with Mahomes, there's going to be those moments where you want to pull your hair out, you know, a hundred percent, there's going to be those moments. It's just a matter of limiting those as much as possible, you know, in, in helping him grow and move on from those. I think that's the biggest goal because he is who he is, you know, he's going to take his shots. Uh, and you're just going to have to live with it. You know, the, 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 sometimes that's going to look similar to what you said about Brett. Um, here's a question for you to wrap the show up with. If Denver, and I'm gonna, I'll go through all five teams. If Denver signs Kirk Cousins, let's assume anybody who signs him, let's assume it's going to be a long-term deal, like at least four or five years, right? I mean, he's what, Kirk Cousins is like 30. You know, he's going to get signed for at least four or five years. That's what he's looking for. And that's what he's going to get that from somebody. And that could be okay. the hiccup in this, by the way, if, if Denver wants a shorter deal and, Jets or Cleveland are willing to lock in long term, but let's say that's not gonna happen. Go I, I agree. Let's say Cousins signs with Denver. Okay, they're off the table for quarterback in the first round. Yes or no? Hundred percent. I agree. Jets too. Yeah, hundred percent. Cleveland, they got two. They got first yeah. and four. Yeah, hundred percent. That's the thing, and in, in Arizona and Jacksonville, obviously, would be if. You're Cleveland, and this is why I would be super careful if I'm the Browns. You give big money to Kirk Cousins. I just, I don't believe Kirk Cousins is going to take the Browns to the next level, to take them where they need to go as a franchise. I I think Josh Rosen could be a much better quarterback. I would rather have Rosen at number one on a rookie contract than commit yourself to Kirk Cousins for the next five years. I think the Browns, they can they can be interested, that's fine, but I think it would be a mistake for them to commit long-term to Kirk Cousins because they've got the first overall pick. You've got great quarterbacks sitting there on the board. I I get wanting to bring in a veteran, and I think shoot your shot, bring in A.J. McCarron. That's great. Have him compete. 
he's not going to win the starting job over Josh yeah, Rosen if you draft you think, him. But all right, so then, like, what do you what do you think is the better scenario here for Cleveland? So for Cleveland, look, uh, do you think it's like let's say they draft Rosen at one, they draft Saquon at four, and so like those are their additions for the offseason, or they sign Kirk Cousins? I don't. They draft like let's just say Bradley Chubb at one. Quinn Nelson at four. Where's Bradley Chubb gonna play? <laughs> uh, dude, I like so, yeah, I somebody, somebody said this to me, and I don't give a damn. Just get pass point. rushers. Like, just get pass from a person who had to watch the most abysmal pass rush I've ever seen in Tampa Bay for sixteen straight weeks. What you can ne- you can never have enough pass rushers. I think I that's true, care. but I do think there's a point in which the vet like. If if you Emmanuel Ogba plays like more snaps than like any other defensive lineman in the league, and while I don't think he's a great pass rusher, I do question like you're just going to take it. I mean, he's one of the better run defending defensive ends in the NFL. You're are you going to take him off the field after he was one of your best players? Because sure, Miles Garrett ain't coming off the field, and you aren't playing either of those guys inside. You know, other than situationally, uh, there's just a value thing with me at some point. You know what? I agree, but I don't think you hit it with one guy. You know, yeah, like maybe. if you're if you're, if you're two guys deep into a pass rush, I get it. So like, okay, so you either get Rosen or Saquon, and those are your additions, or you sure. get Cousins, Chubb, Nelson, and like, dude, uh, whoever you want to pick at the top of the. Second. I want Rosen. Tony Michelle. I want Rosen. Okay. I want Rosen. I want to keep all my picks. I you want realize Rosen. what all you're turning down here. I, I I'm fine with that. I think Rosen's okay. a franchise changer. Quit right. Nelson at four. Heck yeah. I mean, you're whoever Saquon at four. Pick. Come back at Sony Michelle on the back end of the or the first pick of the second round. We used to Kirk Cousins hater. I'm not a hater, but you would rather have Cousins. That's no, fine. You said the show. It's fine. <laughs> you, would, you would rather have Cousins and what Chubb or or Nelson or Trey back. You would rather have that. Yeah. Then you, Josh Rosen could take you, man. He he could be your guy for 12 years. He could be the dude that turns around. The, you think that's going to be Kirk Cousins? I like her cousins. Franchise I don't know. Franchise changer? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's like the Browns need a bunch of stuff. Plus, you're spending cheese if you're getting cousins. It's okay if Rosen doesn't pan out. You, you're going to be drafting high again anyway. You're the Browns. Yeah, you but can take another thing. shot. You know what I'm saying? And cousins. they have they have they have the largest cap in in the league, so it doesn't really matter. But you're you're locked in for cousins. So yeah, that cap years. number, whatever it is, it diminishes significantly because of what you're paying him. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't diminish if you're paying – I mean, I'd it diminishes some. But I think it's still go option B here. But. You, I, you, you, I know you're not really – because you're focusing on Bucks guy, but Rosen's freaking good, man. If you get – I'm get not a chance saying to he's pop not good. Some, I'm telling you. Maybe I just don't want him in Cleveland. I mean, I don't either. I mean, yeah, I'm just speaking from Brown's perspective. But it is it's, – it's one of the – to me, that scenario playing out for Cleveland would be like if Cleveland signed Kirk Cousins tomorrow, like in you know, or whenever free agency opens. If, if they signed Kirk, yeah, that Tampa. would be illegal. <laughs> so they would be screwed. But if they signed Kirk Cousins when free agency opens to a big deal, it shakes up the entire draft, right? Because they're definitely they're looking to trade out of one. Somebody's going to try and jump into that spot, right? I mean, everybody's going to try to. That needs a quarterback? Are you kidding me? Like now that they know quarterbacks not are, on the table. Wait, who are Cleveland's interior D linemen? Right now, uh, it's Brantley and Ogan Joby had good years as young guys, um, and uh, Danny Shelton is still one of the better run stopping guys. So I mean, it's possible. Yeah, but they could trade down and grab Maurice Hurst for sure. Yeah, 
um, you know, get more athleticism on the field. They can do a lot of different things. We've seen the Browns trade get stockpile picks for years, but all right, sign Cousins, trade back, draft Nelson, get Taven Bryant, draft Sony Michelle. God, I'm a genius. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. You obviously like the Browns obviously get better from that move, but I don't think they get good enough, and that's kind of the big, the big thing to me is that. You you you're trying to be trying to be you're trying to be a great franchise with a face of your franchise at quarterback for the for the future. You know what I mean? And really, if the Browns' coaching situation was different, I may feel differently. But you know, let's say all this happens, and they're I don't I don't think they're gonna. I mean, like I have serious can Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley <laughs> with Greg Williams. What could go wrong? Everything. I mean, Todd Haley has never wanted to give up control of anything, and now you have. Hugh Jackson was near psychopathic levels last season. I just don't, I don't know how in the world that's going to work. Um, and I'm just, I'm just over here playing chess and you're playing connect four. It's fine. <laughs> connect four is a great game. And sometimes simpler is better. <laughs> and sometimes the easiest thing to do is hold on to your picks. Take your guy, Josh Rosen, change the franchise. I mean, they can, they, they can legitimately take Rosen, either Minka or Barkley or Nelson at four. They're all going to be there almost definitely unless the Colts trade out and somebody grab, but somebody really going to trade up for one of those guys, you know, I mean, you can, you can get two franchise changers and I think you can get, if you grab Sony, Michelle or Darius guys in the beginning, I mean, you beginning of the second round, man, you imagine, imagine if their draft hall is somehow Josh Rosen, Minka Fitzpatrick, Darius guys. I mean, it could be that. That could happen. That would be one of the most incredible draft classes. And then they have another pick, like four picks after that. So in the early second round, they could grab somebody else. I mean, there's deep defensive line class. Offensive lineman could be on the board. Nathan Shepard. God, what a class. <laughs> yes. I'm just, they've got some, I think it's the most interesting if situation drafted, for Cleveland. If they drafted Rosen, Fitzpatrick, Geis, and Shepard, I'd be a lifelong Cleveland fan. I'd yep. get a LeBron tattoo on my back. What what about like a what about like a Rosen tattoo? Nah. Or like nah. a Browns player. I don't nah, even I'm trying nah, to think of a good Browns player. I can't, I can't commit to that. What about a Josh Gordon tat? You're a Gordon guy. Uh only the the only the image of him on the sideline was with the shades. Right. Obviously. Sure. It's the most interesting situation for Cleveland if they sign Kirk Cousins. It's still interesting for a team like the Jets because in some ways, the Jets are, I don't know, they're just a mess offensively. Um, you know, their best offensive player just got arrested. So, <laughs> I just have no idea. I mean, they have, at least the Browns have Gordon, and, and Njoku's looks promising. I don't know what the Jets have. Um, I don't know. I just don't know how you look at those situations and don't sign with Denver. I think I think he's going to end up signing with Denver. Here's prediction time. I've said before I think he's going to end up signing with Denver if he didn't go back to Washington. That's clearly not going to happen now. So, I think he signs with Denver. Prediction time got into your head. Who's he signing with? Denver. I just feel pretty confident. I think he's going to want to win, and they're still going to be able to give him enough money, I think. So, should be fun. Should be fun to watch out. All plays out. It shook things up already in the quarterback world. We're going to continue to see that happen. Uh, we're going to get into those first-round picks, and it's not going to look quite as easy as it does right now. Like, right now, it's like, oh, Browns quarterback, Giants quarterback, Jets quarterback, Broncos quarterback, and, you know, then you get into later picks. But those four look locked in. The picture will get muddier. It will get more confusing because there will be some quarterback movement in the offseason, and that's part of the fun and intrigue of all this and why you guys keep tuning in to hear Locked On NFL Draft. So until next time, keep it locked right here on Locked On NFL Draft.